This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for Our Truth, Episode 427. <laughs> Quest for Truth, presented by Protectorate Productions and HPN, Helpsley Podcast Network. Now located at life-truth.com. And now, here is your host, Keith Helpsley. Hey everybody, this is your host Keith, and it is time for a solo episode of Quest for Truth. And uh, this is the month of July, and we like to talk about worldviews sometimes. And what I thought I would do is, seeing how this is a month of Independence Day, is feature a whole month of uh, Independence Day related topics. Uh, namely, uh, our national government, constitution, stuff like that. I thought it would make a good break to celebrate all month long and hopefully uh, refresh memories of what our government and constitution and civics is all about. And uh, because it's just not being taught the way it once was, certainly our younger listeners, I don't know how young our younger listeners might be, uh, but uh, they're not getting taught it in school anymore. And it's a shame because uh, you may have heard me say it on a podcast before, but I'll say it again. Uh, when our government initially devised the school system, there was two main things it taught. U.S. government, because how can you be a good citizen if you don't know about the Constitution? And it taught the Bible. Now, granted, the church uh, separately uh, taught Bible and religion and, and theology and such. So that wouldn't necessarily be uh, the main duty of the school, but certainly not everybody, even back then, were Christians. And the school system at least would be a good way for students to learn both citizenship by the government and ethics through the Bible. And uh, somehow we've gotten away from it. Uh, this, uh, what we're going to hear today is actually from the days of old time radio. It's, uh, the whole runtime is about 15 minutes ish or so. It's a documentary series actually produced by our very own government uh, back in 1943 is when this episode would have been produced. And of course, it was right smack in the middle of World War II. And even though our modern school system was developed some decades before this, like 10 or 20 years before this, uh, there were still a lot of people being taught in one-room schoolhouses, and they weren't quite on board with this new uh, system yet. Uh, but this is how the government would uh, taught teenagers about freedom of speech, which is what our episode is today is uh, – learning about freedom of speech. So let's see how it looked like back when our, well, when my grandparents <laughs> would have been close to this age. My grandparents would have been slightly older than this. Uh, maybe your great-great-grandparents would be about this age. 
Uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, give a listen to that, and we'll do that right after a few quick words from the awesome folks there at the Krishna Podcast, community.com. Lots of great people there, lots of great uh, theologians and teachers and uh, even moms and homeschooled people uh, trying to help you live a better uh, Christian walk. And you'll hear some voices there that sound like some of these here. How is your flame of truth, Christian? Is it burning bright? Hi, I'm Rebecca Bershwinger, creator and host of One Little Candle, a weekly podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and equipping believers to be the light that God has called us to be so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. So join me and light your own little corner of the world. You can listen to One Little Candle on all major podcast platforms or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Hello everyone, Daniel Minnick here. I host a podcast called Truth Espresso, and I am inviting you to join in. So what can you expect at Truth Espresso? Well, at Truth Espresso, we wake up our minds every Monday with a robust shot of truth. Let's dig deep in the Word of God as we get to know our God better together. Let's challenge our view of the world as we take apart conventional politics with a fine-toothed comb. See all that Truth Espresso has to offer by going to www.truthespresso.com. And by the way, Truth Espresso is now a member podcast of the growing family of the Christian podcast community. Check out other faith-building shows at christianpodcastcommunity.org, hosted by Striving for Eternity Ministries. Castle Rock Women's Health is a pro-women and pro-life clinic and ministry serving women of all ages and backgrounds in the community of Castle Rock, Colorado and the surrounding areas. Castle Rock Women's Health offers well-women care, prenatal care, extended postpartum care, licensed clinical Christian counseling, fertility awareness, hormone therapy, childbirth classes, STI testing and treatment, ultrasounds, and even the abortion pill reversal. Castle Rock Women's Health uses your generosity to offer services at little to no cost for many women in situations where insurance is not available. But Castle Rock Women's Health needs your help. To serve women better in the community, Castle Rock Women's Health is looking to move into a new office. Please consider a charitable donation to help Castle Rock Women's Health offer life-affirming care and reach more women with the love of Jesus Christ by going to givesendgo.com forward slash CRWH. That's givesendgo.com forward slash CRWH and be a blessing to women in need. For more information about Castle Rock Women's Health, please visit our website at crwomenshealth.com. Thank you so much. Main topic. Hey, I want to introduce uh, what you probably listened to. 
it's a uh, kind of a, a return to the days of old time radio and uh, it uh, features uh, what we would call a worldview topic uh, today. Uh, back in the days of old radio, there wasn't such of a thing as what we would call public radio, but they did do uh, documentaries or docudramas and educational programming. And that's what uh, this uh, is going to be about. Uh, it was a show called Lest We Forget, and this one has to do with uh, teaching America's youth, uh, essentially, uh, how to be a good patriots, to be uh, educated in what our nation is all about and the form of democracy that we have. And, of course, um, there's no clear dates on these other than uh, this particular episode was in 1943, which, if you know about history, was smack dab in the middle of World War II. And so you might call it wartime propaganda, uh, but it was hey, America's outlook on the war and the youngster in uh, our feature today is a young 17 year old and he wants badly to go and uh, serve his country. And this is kind of how uh, the, the narrator uh, in this presentation helps him to walk through uh, why he should go or whether he should go or what in the world is he fighting for. Uh, and this first segment, he's uh, seeking some guidance from his parents. Where are you going? Me? I'm going to school. Most of us are still going to school, high school, vocational school. Some of us to college. How old are you, son? Seventeen. Why go to school? In Germany today, you'd be in the army. Not me. I'm going to school for a little while longer before I fight. Are you afraid to fight? Afraid? No. When have any of us ever been afraid? No, I'm not scared. I wanted to go last month. But Dad told me he says... Not yet, son. Not till what you're fighting for becomes the most important thing in your life. But I do know. We're fighting those guys because they're wrong and we're right. And over there, that's what they're telling their young men. They're wrong. We're right. That's not half the story, son. There's a lot more you've got to find out before you know what you're fighting for. So I'm going to find out. Gosh, I want to get into that war. It's likely to be over before I get a chance. I've got to find out quick. Do you know, mister? Can you tell me? I can't tell you, son. I'd like to, but I can't. What did your mother say? Oh, you know how mothers are. She just kept saying In it. In the last war, it was your father. He came through all right. He knew at once why he went, but it took me years to find out. He talked and talked about it to me, tried to explain it to me, to make me see. That was before you were born. Well, if it was all right for that him... That doesn't I... make it all right for you, son. It's never right for anyone to fight until he knows why. It's something you've got to learn, son. We can't tell it to you. But it's liable to take years. I can't waste that time. The country needs me. My son isn't going to go until his mind is as ready as his heart, as firm as his strong right arm, as steady as the ground under his feet. But how can I learn that? Who'll tell me? No one can tell you. You must open your eyes and look around you. Look at the things you've taken for granted, the rights and duties and privileges. Look at them as though they were something new and foreign and strange. Examine them carefully, curiously. Wake up, son, and look around you. 
And so Tommy's parents clearly had uh, their own personal experience with the war. In this case, it would have been World War One. But they didn't try to stop him. They didn't try to say how horrible, how dangerous, how deadly war might be or the ugly side of it. But they they left him to make his own decision about what he should do. And there's a statement in here that claims that the war at hand is uh, the most important war in our nation's history. Well, uh, I would disagree with that partly. But if you think about it, not really, because any time a nation is at war, uh, the war at hand is the most crucial one at the time, because it's the one where we're currently sending young people to go and uh, defend our country on whatever soil our nation deems uh, it needs to hold. But uh, Tommy needs to understand that. While America is fighting the most important war in our history, while the men and women of our nation are making the greatest sacrifices to ensure our victory and the maintenance of the democratic way of life, what of young America? What of the youth of our nation, those young boys and girls who are not yet old enough to serve directly in our great struggle? What of the youth of whom the orators so often speak these days? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, when we resolve the question, we can see that the great reason for our struggle is not to free the world from tyranny just for ourselves. It is to ensure the freedom we now enjoy for those generations who are to come after us. The young boys and girls of today, their children and their children's children, those are the people we are fighting for. We are fighting to keep the precious heritage of freedom for those whose duty it will be to rebuild and fortify a war-torn world. Another issue that our young hero, Tommy, needs to figure out is what motivations is there behind war and one place to find that is in uh, reading the, the patriotic words of our uh, forefathers and founders of this nation. But will that be enough? And how are we keeping the light of liberty burning in our children's souls? The orators can tell us that, too. There is no more precious gift that we can give to the youth of America than a free, democratic education, the kind of education that every American is entitled to. Not just reading and writing and arithmetic. You can learn those things anywhere. But American schools teach the gospel of democracy, equal opportunity, tolerance, fair play. Our schools teach the ideals that formed the beginnings of this country, the ideals that have made it great and shall continue with God's will to keep it great. That's true. You can learn a lot of things in the Little Red Schoolhouse. Some really great men have come from humble beginnings. It was what they learned at school that gave them their opportunity to become great. And so Tommy heads off to his schoolhouse to seek answers there. Now, a little bit of a spoiler, of course, he doesn't find it in the book learning he's about ready to receive. But he does get it a practical education in the freedom of speech uh, as he departs the school, uh, as he uh, is impressed with his uh, little old teacher as she defends the First Amendment right to speech uh, against somebody who would be a dissenter of the National Party line. So he goes to the school, 
It's a little red schoolhouse atop a bare, windswept knoll in Nebraska. Or it's a white clapboard building, 200 years old, facing the common of a small New England town. Or a big red brick building, looking almost like a factory, eight stories high, sprawling over acres of ground, with annexes and night courses, with too little time for questions and individuality. They may go in the door looking different. They come out as Americans all. I have sworn upon the altar of the living God, eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the minds of men. Thomas, can you tell me who said that? Thomas, aren't you paying any attention to what goes on in this classroom? I, I'm sorry, Miss Parsons. I was thinking that... Well, can't you think of the answer to the question I just asked? I guess I don't know. It's Thomas Jefferson. You'd better do some studying, young man, and I think you'd better stay after school today. I was glad to stay after school, mister, because then I had a chance to ask Miss Parsons... What did you say, Thomas? I want to know why we're fighting this war. I can't tell you why, Thomas. There's so many reasons all bound together. There's always economic considerations. They're very important. There's the theory that even though diversified elements may help to form a cohesive unity... So you can see Miss Parsons wasn't much help. Funny thing happened on the way home from school, though. If you got a minute, mister, I'd like to tell you about it. Sure, I've got plenty of time. There was a fellow making a speech on the corner, and... And I say that it doesn't make any difference if they do take a few little islands out there in the Pacific. Are they worth fighting for and shedding blood for? Let them have those islands. That's all they want. Let them have the islands and save our young men. I tell you... Better you better quit that kind of talk. Yeah, we don't want any of that kind of stuff going on around here. You better get moving, fella, before we get real sore at you. Maybe we better give you a going over anyway. Just to teach you not to try that kind of talk around this neighborhood. You left that man alone. Yep, I was surprised, too. Was Miss Parsons the schoolteacher? Boy, did she tell those guys off. Didn't you hear what he was saying? This man has a right to talk as he believes. I don't agree with him any more than you do. But he's got as much right to his opinion as you or I have to ours. And he hasn't said a word that's against the law. Let me tell you... Yes, little Miss Parsons. Tommy was proud of the way she shamed those men. And way in the back of his mind, an idea started... For the first time in his life, Tommy realized what freedom of speech really meant. The right to speak freely without fear of persecution, imprisonment, or even death. So Tommy continues his journey home after school. And listen up, he's going to learn some interesting lessons on freedom of religion and its importance. But maybe even more so on the freedom of speech and those who have opposing thoughts, well, we're very familiar with cancel culture, but listen to the lesson that Tommy learns about shutting down opposing ideas. He passed the church on his way home, and the sun seemed poised atop its low, narrow spire, outlining the little wooden cross atop the steeple in a flood of fiery sunlight, and it hit him hard. There wasn't any soldier on guard in front of the church. The doors were open, and he could see old Mrs. Scraggs and the deacon's wife arranging some fresh flowers near the altar. Nobody was trying to stop anybody from going to church. And so I told her that I didn't care. Oh, there's Tommy. Tommy! Yes, ma'am? Don't forget to tell your mother we're expecting her at the church meeting tonight. Yes, ma'am. Another block down the street, there's a newspaper stand. The opposition paper has an editorial denouncing the army for some blunder they think has been made. 
There's a little crowd gathered around the newsstand. They ought to lynch that editor, printing a pack of lies like that. Yeah, whose side is he on, anyway? Ought to smash his presses. Good idea. Bet you he might even be a spy. That kind of talk goes on all the time. Of course, they never do anything about the editor, or the paper, or the presses. But the very next day, the presses broke down. They were pretty worn out. And the paper missed an issue. What's the idea? I thought a man had a right to print what he wanted to. I thought we had a free press. What do you mean, the presses broke down? Somebody must have broken them. I'd like to get my hands on the guy that did it. We ought to put a guard around that place. You gotta watch out for those spies. Of course, I don't agree with everything they say in that paper. I don't either. But they still got a right to print it. Tom was there. He heard all that. And the rough idea in the back of his mind slowly began to take shape and form. He began to see now what his father had been talking about. He thought he had it all straight in his mind, but he wasn't quite sure until... You think anything's going to happen? There are only about 50 of them in there. Yeah, and there's hundreds of us. We could give them an awful beating. We could, but I don't think we will. Why not? They're traitors, every one of them. They don't want America to win the war. Why, those... They want us to win just as much as we do. They have a right to their own opinion on the best way to do it. The best way is to give them the beating of their life. It's an insult to the town to have a meeting like that, right in the town hall. It's a mark of honor for the town that they can have their meeting and not be persecuted. The kid's right. We're not going to do anything to them. That's how Tommy found out why the war is being fought. Now, here's a unique... I don't want to see departure on the idea of education because honestly what you're about ready to hear is the original uh, envision of what American education ought to look like by one of America's founding patriots and it's not a departure because it is our generations who have departed from it so listen to what uh, Thomas Jefferson uh had to say about educating kids. When young America had just come into its own more than 150 years ago, one of the first problems to confront our new government was public education. Listen to what Thomas Jefferson said. Above all things, I hope the education of the people will be attended to. Educate and inform everyone. Enable them to see that it is to their interest to preserve peace and order, and they'll preserve them. They are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. Preach a crusade against ignorance. Establish and improve the law for educating the common people. The tax which is paid for this purpose is not more than a thousandth part of what will be paid to kings and nobles who will rise up among us if we leave the people in ignorance. Yes, that's what Thomas Jefferson said. Okay, here comes the big conclusion of this teaching that Tommy is learning. Uh, What I want to point out before I play this uh, final clip is we use words today like indoctrination, and we take that to mean that the teachers at school have great control over molding the minds of their children and their care. Uh, We talk about things like grooming, that, you know, teachers groom kids to follow a particular uh, singular agenda. Well, listen to the type of indoctrinating that young Tommy has gotten from his education. And listen to how differently it was in 1943 
as it is in 2023. Uh, you might say he's still being indoctrinated. You might say, oh, he's uh, learning all this propaganda, but it's national uh, propaganda. It's national doctrine. It's not the doctrine of a narrow group. He's actually received a good old, well-rounded, boring education. But besides that, he's been able to use that and filter the things he observes and the reality of the world around him to arrive at his conclusion and making his decisions. He just doesn't take a narrow uh, lesson that a teacher is handing him and say, this is reality and the whole big wide world out there is fake. <laughs> but anyway, with, I'm trying not to give any spoiler alerts, but I think you, you can see where uh, this might be going for Tommy. So here, let's go ahead and listen to this final bit. That's how he was able to go to his father and mother the next day and tell them... I've got the answer now. I know why we're fighting. It's all right for me to go now. When I saw little Miss Parsons tell those bullies off, when I saw the church with the sun streaming down on it, it was as though I'd never really seen it before. When I heard those fellows at the newspaper stand, that mob down at the town hall last night, it came to me slowly. It was a lot to learn was kind of like they taught us in school a few, few years ago, you know, in American history. But then it seemed like it didn't have anything to do with me, really. It was all sort of shadowy. But now, now it's alive in me. I can feel it throbbing in my chest. I can feel it burning in my heart and searing in my brain. We've got to keep this country free. I know why now. Yes, Tommy knew why. All the things he had learned in that schoolhouse suddenly appeared in a new light. They didn't try to make you all think the same things at school. Not when they taught you to memorize little speeches like the one that starts... Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. And finishes... And that government of the people, by the people... For the people shall not perish from the earth. For the first time in his life, the soft thunder of that speech reached Tommy's heart. And a lot of things changed. He started remembering lots of speeches in history. Events and words that had seemed like ghostly things, having no meaning for him until now. He remembered hearing the president in 1939 saying, No matter what comes, we must preserve our national birthright, liberty of conscience, and of education of the press and of free assembly, and equal justice to all under law. As a free people, we must defend our dearly won heritage of freedom against all assaults. And as all those thoughts came flooding in upon him, and he tried in his inarticulate small boy fashion to prove to his parents that he did know, his feet started to twist and turn. He couldn't control them hear those marching feet? That's the youth of America. That's Tommy. He's with them now. And like the rest of them, he's learned. He knows why he's fighting. He knows what he's protecting. 
Yes, he's going out to do battle, here or abroad, wherever he's needed. A battle he's willing to fight for the rest of his life. So the little red schoolhouse can keep business going as usual. So the little white church and all it stands for will be protected. So the opposition newspaper and the town hall meetings can keep right on. There's no regimentation to Tommy. He hasn't been forced to grab a gun and march in goose step from the time he was ten years old. He's never seen a church pillaged or newspaper presses smashed. His country has never stabbed another nation in the back. He hasn't been told what he must think, how he must act. He's led a free life, and that's what he's fighting for. So those who in years to come will be as free as he is. For Tommy knows now, youth must be free. All right, just to kind of wrap things up here is I wanted to point out that the, our modern education system, uh, people point to uh, who's it, Thomas Dewey, the author of the Dewey Decimal System that is used in libraries everywhere. At least it wasn't ever I was in school. Well, he's attributed to being the father of our current system, which has failed America because it's been teaching a lot of socialistic and communistic things. But even in 1943, uh, when still one-room schoolhouses uh, were more prominent, uh, in fact, a lot of uh, World War II vets that I personally know will tell you of their childhood days in the one-room schoolhouse. So a lot of American teaching still taught uh, the core envision that you know the pioneer settlement spread throughout the nation, where the main purpose of teaching kids in school was to teach them the Bible and to teach them the American Constitution and American history, because as fractured and diverse as America has become. Diversity is not now, and it has never been our strength. Unity is our strength. In schools, before the Mr. Dewey got a hold of them, were centered around teaching American Constitution, teaching Bible, and teaching American history. Uh, the, the tenets that we all despite our diversity, should be able to unify around. These should be, as uh, as America, our unifying factors should be our American Constitution and Scripture. Because even though we weren't technically founded as a Christian nation, you can't deny that Christianity and its ethics played a huge part and founding those documents, founding our nation. Uh, so they go hand in hand. And that's what schools should have should be doing, and it's what they've lost their vision. Uh, so what do we do to get back there? What do we do to return to that vision? Well, this is a question that's bigger than me. <laughs> Maybe somebody out there smarter than me in a bigger place than I am can figure that one out. And uh, it really needs to be figured out uh, sooner than later. And with that, I don't have anything else to add. But, hey, uh, 
here's the last tidbit of stuff I know about this program. Uh, so listen to this, and then we will be out of here. Lest we forget, fifth series, electrically transcribed, will be heard again over this same station next week at the same time. This is an educational presentation of the Institute of Oral and Visual Education, Washington, D.C. My name is Andy Olson, and I want to tell you about Echozoi Radio. Echozoi Radio is a podcast outreach of Echozoi Ministries. Every month I find a knowledgeable guest to talk about an important and interesting topic that affects the church today. We carefully balance the discussions of positive, God-glorifying doctrines of Orthodox Christianity from a mostly Reformed point of view with exposés of heresy, false teaching, and poor practice that goes on throughout the church today. You can find us at echozoe.com. That's E-C-H-O-Z-O-E.com. Ever wish you could get together with a friend over coffee each week and talk about God's Word? Me too. Hi, I'm Anthony Russo. I'm the host of Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. I hope you'll join me, Anthony Russo, on Grace and Peace Radio each week at graceandpeaceradio.com or right here on the Christian Podcast Community.org. Did you know that Striving for Eternity provides speakers and seminars that we would come to your church? and disciple your people. We have seminars on the Bible interpretation made easy, creation science, evangelism, presuppositional apologetics, even on sexual abuse. These are just some of the many things that we could provide for your church. Consider inviting one of our speakers to your church. You can contact us at speaker at strivingforeternity.org. All right, and I hope that y'all learned something out of our little uh, uh, excursion to the days of old-time radio uh, and the topic of freedom of speech as it was taught back then. And does it sound any different than how we talk about free speech today? I think there's some eerie similarities, but some eerily uh, departures from those uh ideologies and tenets there. Uh, well, be prepared. I have uh, some other things related to constitution and citizenship and civics coming up. May even have an interview to, to squeeze in before the month is over. I got at least uh, two uh, other uh, civics related type uh, sessions before we close out the month. And uh, hey, you'll know it's all done because at the beginning of next month, as you often do, we'll swing back into our routine of another Truth Exposed. And uh, anyway, we'll let y'all go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all next week. Visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A S T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. 
May the word of Christ dwell in you richly. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.